Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive right here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a windy Thursday afternoon. Uh, it is definitely breezy outside, Russell. That We're is a breezy fact. Out. Wind is blowing out left to right. Yeah, man, it's it's uh it's it's cold it's cold in here for some reason. I don't know. It's freezing in the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. We can adjust that at the break. Yeah, yeah we'll have to do something. It is about chilly that. in this room. Uh, Bear is not in here. Tucker Harlan will greet you as you call in this afternoon. Bear is live from the Bears Den. Let's test this out. Bear, are you with us, buddy? That's a big no. I hear something. Yeah, I yeah, hear something there in the in the background. Probably but. watching TV. Oh, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> something's not plugged in correctly. All right, we're gonna get uh, caught up with Bear here eventually this afternoon on the show. We got a big one for you here today. Maybe it's part. Of, it has something to do with that AT and T phone outage. Mm, that, like I yeah. couldn't. I woke up to that. Couldn't use my phone until a couple of hours ago. So. We'll just have to uh, get caught up with him. But we got a big show lined up this afternoon. We got plenty to discuss. What a night for SEC basketball uh, last night as we will look ahead towards Tennessee's game with Texas A&M. And then we got to get – this This is going to be weird because we need Kentucky. We are in the weird position of needing Kentucky to beat uh, Alabama. Yep. Saturday up and rup. So I guess we'll all be wearing our uh, miners hats Saturday. Yeah, them dropping that game last night makes it a little bit easier for me to cheer for them on Saturday. That was just a heartbreaker. I don't know if you saw what happened in the uh, in the Bayou last night. Just oh yeah, breaks my heart. Uh, don't you hate it for them? Sad. It is sad. It was a somber day in the coal mines across the great Commonwealth of Kentucky today. Oh, we start. With a big announcement, something we are very excited about here at Fan Run Radio, something we have been working on for a couple of weeks now, quietly behind the scenes, and something we are very, very excited to launch coming up here in about one month. Hmm. You know, East Tennessee has baseball fever. Houston Christ, I don't know if you've noticed. So I'm it's told. Yeah. I mean, just look at the attendance, the first two games of uh, Tennessee season and the newly renovated Lindsey Nelson. People are showing up and showing out. Yep. Obviously, Tony Vitello has spearheaded that. But, you know, you talk about a sport that has, I don't want to say been dead, but, like, we haven't talked about it much here on local radio for, like, 20 years. Just roared back to life with crazy amounts of fan interest just in the past few years here locally. And Tennessee baseball is obviously, Tony has been a, a big deal with that. Uh, you couple that with the Smokies coming back to Knoxville next year in the new downtown ballpark and the great American pastime 
has never been stronger here in Knoxville than it is right now. And another aspect of this local baseball renaissance has been the resurgence of the Atlanta Braves and them winning the World Series in 2021, having the best record in the majors last year. There is no doubt that East Tennessee is Braves country. And it is with this in mind that we are very excited to announce that Atlanta Braves baseball will be able to be heard right here on Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM and 13.40 AM this year. How about that? All season long, baby. All season long. Very excited. It's a big deal for us, man. We've we've been under new management here at the station for a couple of months now. We've talked about wanting to carry more live sports. And so the Braves were just a natural fit and, you know, something that we could do. So many Braves fans here in the area. I remember as a little kid, like, listening to the Braves on the radio in my bed at night on my Walkman. (laughs) Look it up, Tucker. A little Walkman with a little. Do you know what a Walkman? I do. Is. Okay, those I little do. metal headphones that the Walkman came with, little foam ear pads, those crappy things. If you like tried to lie on your side, the metal would like dig into your ear. One of the coolest things about this is how uh, hospitable the Braves have been. Once this first contact was made, they were extremely excited to have an opportunity to get on the radio in Knoxville. And they have gone above and beyond to get us what we need to make sure it can happen. First class organization in every way. You'd expect nothing less. No, man, I mean, I just, you know, remember growing up with Skip Carey, Don Sutton, Pete Van Weeren, and Joe Simpson. And speaking of that, as part of our launch of Braves Baseball, we're very excited about this, man. Joe Simpson is going to join us in hour number two on the show today. How about that? Big time, man. Something about uh, baseball play-by-play on the radio. And I've always, the past couple of years, like I'll go out on my back porch, cold beverage, listen to the Braves. But I always had to like, there it's an app on the phone and it would glitch out yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And just something about turning it on the radio and hearing a little static. And they're like, that's fine. It's timeless, man. So. That's our big announcement here. Joe Simpson coming up in hour number two, Atlanta Braves baseball on Fan Run Radio starting next month. What did you say, the 20? 20... I believe it's the, the 28th. 28th. Of March. Yes. They they open. We won't carry that game because it'll be the opening day game is at like 3 o'clock. Right. And so we're, we're only going to carry games. I, I know we'll miss a few because they're, yes. they have the occasional like Wednesday game that starts at noon and and we won't carry those but the evening games the weekend games we will carry all of them and just uh super excited uh just looking at my mentions and notifications on twitter braves fans very excited about the announcement fans of other teams not very excited Some breaking news there. Is that why Bear ducked out for this opening segment? Uh, he's no, just, I'm here. Oh, yeah, he's there. Okay. I'm here. I was I was waiting patiently. 
Uh -huh. No, I'm fired up about it, man. What? Huh? <laughs> can, Are you there? Can you, can you not? Is it, did, right. did we lose him? I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm not doing this. Did, did, did right we lose now. him? I don't know, I can't man. Hear anything when you play it's audio tricky. down the Oh wait, line, there, there he is. Okay, you're back. You're back now. I'm sorry. So that, it was yeah. weird. It cut out like right in the middle of when you were speaking. Houston, Houston, do me a favor. <laughs> either, either break his damn fingers or take that thing away. <laughs> because it's like 800 decibels in my ears. <laughs> no, I'm fired up about it, man. I'm a Yankees fan, but um, I'm a huge, I'm an old dude, and I'm a big fan of there's something about the sport of baseball that lends itself to being played, being listened to on the radio. Yeah. And you can, there's nothing I like more, especially spring, summer, you be out in the garage puttering around or, you know, in your house doing something. You just got the game on, on the radio, and I'm fired up about it, and even, you know. I mean, Braves play just about everybody, so I'm not I'm not hating because we're a Braves uh, Braves affiliate. I'm I'm fired up about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, hopefully we can we can do we need to do a trip down there, man, and get get a bus or something and and take some of our listeners and go down to Truist. Well, let's talk. We'll talk to Joe about it here in hour number two, man. Yeah, maybe Joe can welcome us into the booth and. We could, well, let's not get carried away here. But be, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Joe's going to want an, an apprentice day with uh, yeah. Joe Simpson at the park. Yeah, that'd be a lot of I fun. Mean, Chris man. could do his uh, his old old baseball, old timey baseball. Thing. Here's old Curly. <laughs> he comes to the plate, starts strides in, digs in. Wait, is this the porch music? Yeah, it's, we're gonna. It's very similar. Yeah, like it's, 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 it would fit. Ah, well, great day to be out here at the ballpark. Ah, Cracker Jack, twenty-five cent for a whole box. Share it with the kiddos. Get a toy in the bottom. Don't forget to stop by section twelve for a free tub of popcorn. By the way, uh, Joe Simpson's play-by-play -play man, Ben Ingram. Have you heard Ben Ingram do a game before? He's only I think he started doing the Braves in 2021 or 2022. Okay. Very good. Classic radio voice. Mm. Like you, you will hear this guy he sounds like somebody out of the 1950s like he did the Brooklyn Dodgers really? games or something. Oh yeah. Just this huge voice and you hear him uh do the games and you're like, "Oh, this guy, remember John Miller from the Sunday Night Baseball with yeah, Joe yeah. Morgan, like the big bald guy, he had that huge voice, and uh, like you would think that that's what this guy looks like. I swear to God, he looks like a cross between you and me. Like he's just a <laughs> normal dude, and you're like, no way that voice comes out of a guy like that. But he is. You got to work at stuff like that. People, you know, people don't talk like that anymore. No. But it's it's a very kind of throwback voice. So very excited about that. Braves baseball uh, will debut next month here. And we're getting some – we didn't get, like, new satellite equipment and all that stuff and part of the new facilities. By the way, I was over at uh, one of our sister companies, SM Athletics, earlier mm -hmm, today mm -hmm. uh, on Checkerboard Lane in West Knoxville where our um, uh, new studios are going to be located. And they're having a sale out there. A big one. They they told me about this yesterday. All the gear, and they have all this cool West High School gear. They have Bearden gear, Catholic, 
Webb, um, Webb, Farragut, Carnes, like everything West Knox, all these West Knoxville schools, and everything they're getting all new gear. So everything's like five dollars. So you get like five dollar hoodies mm-hmm. and stuff over there right now. So I'm I made plans to go over there this morning, and I was. I was dragging a little bit. We had that phone thing, uh, yeah. AT&T outage hit me. And so I, I put it off. I was going to go out there like 10 or 11 and just buy like one of everything they had. And I waited and I went out there around 1, one thirty, and I walk in there and it's like half the stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. And I said, where did all the stuff go? And they said, well, we've been having this sale. And funny enough, a guy from West High School just came in 20 minutes ago. I'm not making this up. And bought everything. All the West stuff. All the sizes. All the, So it was all gone. There was not a single no. West High apparel. No. A West hoarder. And I, I, and I was thinking I was thinking to myself, like, I, I had this thought. Today, I, I should go. I should just go and get it done and knock that out. What if somebody goes and gets it? And then I thought, well, nobody's going to go and buy all the West stuff. And that is exactly what happened 20 minutes before I got there. I was so mad. Shouts out AT&T for delaying Russell. I was so mad. I got a cool beard. I'd say call somebody, but is your phone working? It's working now. Okay, good. Your phone wasn't working earlier, Russ? No. Nobody like AT&T? Yeah, nationwide. It was weird. Like my phone said SOS, so I could call nine one one for some reason. Uh, in right. some places, the SOS wouldn't even work. They couldn't even call emergency numbers. Huh. I could I couldn't call anybody. I could I couldn't text regularly. I could do the whatever the SMS text mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I, I was doing that, but well, that explains things. I thought you were. Uh, it was weird. I tried to call you earlier when I found out uh, my bad news, and it like it didn't even ring. What did it do? It did nothing for like I, I just said calling for like fifteen seconds <laughs> and, and just never nothing. rang, and then it then it went yeah. straight to voicemail. Hmm. I don't. Know, I, I have no idea how many calls I've missed today or texts well, that didn't go through. You're a popular guy. Thanks, buddy. So, yeah, it's it's been a wild couple of twenty four hours. What a night for SEC basketball! You know, if some if your livelihood, something good happening for you depends on Florida helping you out, then you're already dead. As exciting as it was, and as much Schadenfreude, and we've all perused Rupp's rafters and all like that was fun to see Kentucky lose. I get it. But it would have been much more advantageous for us as Tennessee fans if Florida would have just finished the deal. I like that Todd Golden guy. I thought they had it, man. Uh, Todd Golden. And some help from the refs. You, you've had uh, – you, you've scored on like 12 out-of-bounds plays mm-hmm. last night. Tied game. You've got a timeout. You've got the ball with about 10 seconds to go. Well, you just take that. Time out back to Gainesville with you, I guess. It was so frustrating, man. I was like, why wouldn't you just call timeout and draw something up? They had been – Jimmy Dykes was talking about it. He's like, they have scored on every out-of-bounds, like coming back from break scenario tonight. And it was something beautiful. And they had that timeout, and they didn't use it, man. And they ended up falling behind six or seven right away in overtime. Just 
they they fought back and, and made a game of it, but could not get it over the hump. And that would have put Tennessee in a tie with Alabama for first place in the SEC. Uh, did you see the people's elbow get dropped by? Is it <laughs> is it Wagyu? Like, is that his name? You say it like you say the beef. Is it? It's either Wagyu or Waggy, one of the two. I like Waggy. He's a, he's Waggy's a damn fun. throwback, man. Uh, I didn't realize he only played three minutes. Like that almost feels like he got the uh, was it? He's Jim uh, Jim Cheney? Jim Cheney? Not Jim. Cheney. He's their Urosh. He's a goon. Who's the old Temple coach back in the day? Cheney. Oh. John Cheney. John, John Cheney. Cheney. I feel like maybe uh, Oates sent in a goon because that dude uh, kneed a kid in the head, dropped an elbow on his neck, and then elbowed his knee all in the span of about two seconds. I was impressed, Houston. I was. He also stomped Janai Broom's hand back when yeah, he did. Yep, played right. Auburn. He tried to step on this guy's hand, too. So he, he's got a little bit of a reputation is what you're saying. I think, yeah. I think he is a goon. And apparently I, there's some rumblings that uh, it may be a three-game suspension for him. I was hoping he was a big-time yeah. contributor for them, but he only played three minutes last night. Got a Bama 247 guy reporting that. Ooh. Hey, can, can I tell you guys something? I don't know. I, I kind of I, I kind of like it. We moan and groan and complain about how soft uh, the game of basketball has become compared to back when, uh, you know, the 80s. It's a good hard foul. I, <laughs> or three or four. What would Kevin McHale do? Now, I mean, like, I just – Bite somebody. I, I don't think as, as Tennessee fans, the, the team that had Urosh Plavsic the past four years, we can, we can complain Urosh. too loudly about it. But it's, it's just disappointing to see that opportunity go by the wayside. Urosh was physical. He wasn't dirty. Dude, he clotheslined that kid from FAU last year. What would you call it, Russ? He shouldn't have been so short. Hold on, Russ, what would you call it? I don't know. It was, it was. It reminded me of that scene from the Avengers where Loki just, or the Hulk just picks up Loki, and like smashes him <laughs> yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> like that. That was Uros Plavšić. But we, you know, hey, we we're gonna rely on the coal miners. Hopefully, they can give us some help. I, we we've got five games, uh, tough games down the stretch, man. I heard Polinsky talking about it on the morning show today, and it's just, I I, I don't know what. Auburn and Kentucky and Alabama have left their whole schedules it can't be harder than what we've got like we've got Auburn at home Bama on the road Kentucky at home nobody mentions the fact that we've got to go to South Carolina that team that be like we have to go there all these games all five games are losable starting with Saturday against A&M so it's going to be a sprint to the finish wish we could have gotten some help from the Gators last night, but yeah, it's Florida, man. Ain't going to help us. What do you expect? Do you do you guys like? I've got like after that game the other night. Once we got that one out of the way, I almost feel like this is the start of. I mean, we're not in a must win, any kind of must win situation. Like starting Saturday, all these games leading into the SEC tournament are huge games. So I, I feel like you know we're here in the end. You know. It's almost like the postseason starting for me. Well, that's another thing Polinsky said this morning was, you know, the the schedule is tough, but they kind of embrace it because it's going to get them ready for the NCAA tournament. And at the end of the day, I I want to win the league championship. I would wouldn't mind winning another SEC tournament. Want to have as high a seed as possible. All that stuff. 
but college basketball is defined by what you do in March. And, you know, when we're in a, a, a close game, God willing, in the, the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, we're, we're not going to be worried about, oh, we only beat Missouri by – or we did this A&M or, you know, the South Carolina. It's all or nothing once you get to that point, and it's about how far you can go. So. I've got the uh, strength of schedule for remaining games in the SEC. Interesting. It is Tennessee by a mile. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Uh, our, our remaining opponents have a win percentage of 67%, the best. Then it drops to 60 for South Carolina, who has the second toughest schedule. And this is all very close. Uh, South Carolina at 60, Mississippi State at 58, A&M at 57, Georgia and Alabama at 56. Tennessee again, 67, and then it drops seven percentage points to second place. Yeah, it's not. 67% uh, to what, Houston? Uh, our opponents win percentage the rest of the way. Oh, so we've got the toughest schedule. For yes, by 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 far. Yeah, I mean, we, we play A&M, Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, and Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Like those, those are our games. Uh, what what is what is the percent chance that we win all five of those? I, not very good. It can't be good. Yeah. I mean, heck, twenty uh, percent maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, three and two is probably likely. Yeah. yeah. Which is why Florida. I mean, that would have been such a, a that would big, huge uh, yeah, last night so. for sure. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll open up the phone lines here. We'll go open lines hour number one. If you want to chime in, eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on board, 546-8200, your number to get on the drive. Quick timeout. We're back with more right after this. Atlanta Braves spring training is on. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online at fanrunradio.com, your free Fan Run app. Uh, yeah, some big things. New studio, new website, new app, Braves baseball, new morning show. What will we do next? Stay away. We're dangerous. We're dangerous. Actually, don't stay away. Listen. Well, hopefully we're going to Arizona here in about a month. That would be nice. Uh, let me dream. We can dream, and dream we will, ladies and gentlemen. The dream shall never die. It will live on as we get down to it here this afternoon, this Tennessee basketball uh, program, trying to take that next step, go boldly. Because it's like I said before the break there, I mean, it, it really is. We, we will obsess about these games, and I want to beat – Buzz Williams and rub his smudgy little face in it. I want to beat Kentucky here. Like I don't want to lose. I I don't want to lose to Kentucky more than I actually want to beat them. Which I mean, that's what rivalries do to you, you know. Mm. Um, and and we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the SEC tournament. But it really is all about that March Madness. I I, I thought about that listening to some of the Kentucky meltdown. <laughs> last night they are melting down they are over that john calipari shows up takes three questions and then leaves his presser they they win a game against uh auburn down there and he just wants to bask in it and he rubs people's nose talk in for it. hours basically yeah, yeah. They, they lose and he can't be bothered to do his his press obligation did he say why 
He said that they have an early game against Alabama and a late flight. Saturday. It's four p. They they play four p.m. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. No, wait. wait. Uh, it's, it's like four days, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, three. <laughs> but I'm doing I mean, my math here. I, don't strain yourself. I no, was, I you know, I, I was thinking about that. It, 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 Kentucky fans, as much as they're in their feeling, that team is so talented. We saw that in their game at Auburn. Mm-hmm. You know, we could Tennessee could win the conference championship. And Kentucky could limp into that tournament. If they go further than we go, they will have they will leave the season feeling like they had a better year than us. That's just what that tournament has become mm-hmm. and what it does to the fan psyche. Can I tell you that I I just don't care that much about the SEC tournament this year? Sure. Like I don't I'm not saying I like I'd I'd like to go home after our first game. Um, you're looking at a probable double buy here, but I don't know. I think winning it a couple years ago, I'm just kind of thinking, get me, get me to March Madness. Give, I think give was, me to the big dance. It was important to break that. Uh, what was it 43 year streak of not having yes, won one? Agree completely. But yeah. outside of that, you know, I, I don't think you you should invest too much into it. You would like to get ready for the upcoming tournament, kind of like you do in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say win one, win your first game. I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep if we if we lose the second game. Get home, get rested. Um, the best thing that we could do, because the other thing is they, they claim Russ that, that the conference tournaments don't matter as far as the seedings go. So let's concentrate on getting our work done the next five games here and then uh, just see where it lands. But I, I want to win any time we can. And we hear the same thing in the, the baseball tournament now. You hear about, oh, I, I, I want to save my pitcher's arms and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was cool as hell when we won that tournament Agree. down there a, a couple of years ago. Just like it was cool as hell when we won the SEC basketball tournament with Kennedy Chandler and those guys. Um, I I hope we win it. I'm, I'm in it to win it when we go down there. If we lose, I'm not going to lose any sleep nope. over it. I do hope that Barnes plays his bench and we don't wear our guys out down there especially if we play all the way through Sunday and the championship game it's like okay let's let's make sure Mayshack is getting his minutes let's mix in some some Freddie buckets some some, some cars some Estrella let's let's yeah. let's utilize our guys so that we stay fresh so that win or lose you know if we have to play Thursday in the NCAA tournament a first round game let's let's be as fresh as we can be Tucker, has there been an update on Estrella's uh, timeline to return? I haven't heard anything. I've heard about nothing it. about yeah. that. Me neither. I was just okay. curious. Curious if somebody said something. Has anybody asked him about it direct? Any of the coaches about it directly? I mean, not that they would answer, but I, I, I mean, not that I, I've seen. He probably would. I, you know, I think Barnes is pretty. Unless it's something that's like extremely private or something, I think. I just don't think he's a big factor right now. I don't think it it factors in much right now. But I mean, for the for the SEC tournament, if if we're playing, would we have a we we would play on Friday, right? It would be a Friday, yes. Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, if we play three games in three days, then yeah, I, I would like to have a a deep bench to utilize. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have everybody available. But. For right now, it's you're you're kind of in that tournament mindset of survive and advance, and you know, I know people are in their feelings about the way the Missouri game went the other night. I'm past it, man. I'm I'm ready to take on Buzz Williams and the Aggies Saturday. Checker Thompson Bowling, big crowd, sold out crowd, all that stuff, and it's it's gonna be. A I fun mean, it, ha- 
it happens every year. Somebody brought up there was a game. I didn't even remember it. And I guarantee you we were all kinds of upset about it, boys. Back in the Grand Admiral year, there was a, a game like the Mizzou. I can't remember which team it was that year that was horrible. And Grant and Admiral and that bunch fooled around with him and had to have a, a big comeback to win. And it was we, the Georgia game when we were when we clinched a share of the championship. Was right? it that or Vandy? Uh, it, there, there was one of those two at Memorial. Yeah. But I remember the Georgia game when it was the championship was up for grabs. That was not a good Georgia team. Mark no, Fox they were came bad. in here. They had a big lead on Tennessee, and Tennessee came back and won that game in overtime without Grant Williams, who had fouled out. That was we shared the championship with with Auburn, but they Auburn almost won it outright, and we'd be sitting here talking about a Rick Barnes program that still hasn't won an SEC title. Yeah, so um, because Will Wade you know, stole I mean, it from us the next year. <laughs> yeah, he did. The bastard. But yeah, I mean, hell, I you know I've already forgotten. I've cleared. I'm not looking back on that. That was just that. Those kind of games happen every year and during the course of basketball season. I think. Meant to get into this yesterday, and we didn't have time. What do you guys make of this sudden trend of college basketball coaches behaving badly? And to set this up a little bit, I say this because I saw Dennis Gates after Tennessee won at Missouri Tuesday. They were asking him some questions, and he's up there at his post-game press conference in his suit, looking like Webster with one of his players next to him at the table, cameras on, recorders on, dropping F-bombs. And you guys listen to volunteer your action. You know I'm not a prude. I, I am all for a well-placed F-bomb. Can really hope to drive home a point uh, sometime. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, we're just some loudmouth talk radio guys. He's the head basketball coach at the University of Missouri. This comes on the heels of the same night Danny Hurley, head coach of number one UConn, they lose at Creighton. He's seen and videoed walking off the court telling Creighton fans who are jeering him that he will kill them. He'll beat you up or whatever he said, threatening physical violence. Penny Hardaway over the weekend. This is not new for Penny, but. Oh, yeah, he he has a history of this, dropping F-bombs in his press setting disparaging his team Rick Pitino he, he doesn't curse in front of the media but just trashing his team we're terrible at, at this that and the other just uh, what is it with these coaches acting this way in public you, this was very rare that things would like would, would happen maybe once every two years you'd see a coach kind of lose it or something in a press conference or on the sideline during a game and it seems like we are seeing this every week now in the college game i know why why's that i think a big reason is you can directly uh, draw a direct line between the relaxing of uh the standards in dress code out of college basketball coach <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've gone to sweats and quarter zips no wait a minute and the only one that seems to be able to comport himself like a gentleman <laughs> Is one Richard Dale Barnes? <laughs> well, no, 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 hold on. Just great, to... great minds, Barry. I was going to say the same thing. We they don't have to wear yeah. suits anymore, and they pop off at the mouth. Oh, well, Barnes is not wearing suits anymore, and he's maintained a level of decorum. He's a country gentleman. Dennis Gates is still wearing a suit. I believe Patino still wears a suit. 
Calipari's wearing a suit again this year. Uh, but he, no tie. <laughs> Gates did wear a tie. But I mean, Cal, Cal hasn't Calipari, worn a tie for I years. I put him in a, in a different category. I, he just act, acts like a petulant child when he loses. Like, you know, some of the rest of these guys, Hurley and Penny and uh, – I mean, they're younger – just younger. I guess it's a younger generation of guys. These guys are all Gen Xers, aren't they? Um, I mean, Calipari and Patino are up there. We we we've seen it more. I, I noticed this recently in the past couple of years in the NBA, where players will curse during their media sessions, and and you never really used to see that. There was always a level of decorum there. I don't know, man. I, I think that a lot of it starts at home in, uh, you know, with with, with parenting or, or lack of parenting. In, in some cases, and I think some of it is in – I don't know if it starts at the top or if it's just a reflection, uh, politics being a reflection in society, but you've certainly seen a coarsening of the discourse at our, our national polit- political scene. You never mm-hmm. used to see, like, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, 90s, you know, you would never see guys just trash people across the aisle the way they do now. Oh, the scorched earth, yeah, thing that we do now, yeah. I mean, you you see it reflected in just all levels of discourse in in public society, and I I just wonder if it's it's not necessarily a sports thing. No, it, it's not. What is it? Mike Tyson says, it, "I want to eat so, your it, children." Well, no, I, I broke mean, it, my back. It was incredibly <laughs> profound for that. Mike Tyson, of all people, said it. it Praise be to know, Allah. <laughs> You know, part of the problem with society is, you know, you could say this stuff without fear of, you know, getting punched right in the mouth for saying, you know, some of the stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's the internet, social media. Well, again, I, I'm, I'm no prude, and I, potty mouth. I feel like I've cleaned it up a good bit over the, the past couple of years, but no, Houston gave me a look. <laughs> No, don't just, give yourself no, too much credit, no, 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 there, that, buddy. That, that's not what I was saying. Okay, I, I, I I'm with you. I think I think a well-placed now, but... curse word is yeah for emphasis. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's it's like a you know stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. You some guys are just like every other word, and it loses its effect. Right. But you know, I, I always thought George Carlin was the best at this. Like a a really well-placed f bomb, a creatively used f bomb can can really help drive home the point. Yeah, I mean, you see it on, uh, like, on VR. Since we've been on, you know, not on terrestrial, people can they can use salty language, and some people go a little overboard, and it doesn't. It's not funny, and then you have your artist. Well, I I just don't think it's it's. I don't I don't think it's ever funny, man. When I, when I hear politicians or coaches do it, I'm just like, oh it's, no, it's disappointing to me. It's like, man, you you should be above that. Like, you should be above the fray or something. You're you're a leadership. You're in a leadership position, and um, you know we we still call these college players kids and everything. It's like you know you're Dennis Gates, man. Your your players sitting there right next to you, and I understand that these guys have used that kind of language on the practice field and in the huddle sure, sure. for years. But there's always That's- been like an understanding that kids are watching these press conferences and they idolize these players, these heroes, and everything, and and people just don't care about that anymore yeah it's um it, it's almost you know they aren't kids but they aren't full-grown men 
And it's just, you should be, that's a time where you're, you know, it's an important time. And, and when you're that age, uh, to really learn, you know, that final professional polishing and you're not doing your guys any favors by acting like that and setting that kind of an example, but not it, to sound like a prude, but. And, and then there's the trashing your, your team aspect of it. And for that, but, that part's just really weird. There's ways to motivate guys where you, mm-hmm. you know, but there's there's nuance there. Mm-hmm. What Patino did last week makes no sense to me. Well, and I kind of, one one thing I'll say in his defense, it it is his first year there, so yeah. there's like I've inherited some players, and it's going to be better in the future and all that stuff. Penny Hardaway's in like his fifth year, right, right, at Memphis. John Calipari has been at Kentucky for over ten seasons now. This is your team. That you built these teams. You, you built this right. in your image. You knew. Who you could have brought back, who you ran off, you who you brought in, that's all it's on your program. you. Rick Barnes is not having these problems, and and Tennessee is transfer reliant. So, I, I just have a problem with these coaches trashing their players and their team. And to me, it's like this is on you, dude. Get control of your program. If you've got guys that aren't carrying out your vision, kick them off the team. Or quit whining about it. Go out there and say, it's on me for mismanaging my roster. I brought in guys that didn't need to be here or haven't bought into my program, and that's on me. Because coaching, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, in in 2024 is so much about roster management. Mm -hmm. And that's really the number one responsibility of the head coach is to make sure you've got the right players in your program. And if you don't, then you screwed up. It's not really the players. Yeah, it's also, I mean, I I would hammer it if I were recruiting against any of these guys, any of these coaches that have have been, like, publicly negative about their – you don't talk outside your family, man. I've been around a ton of coaches in my life, and I've seen some just absolutely tyrannical stuff and practices – but when it comes out outside of the outside of practice, once you get outside those walls, you don't you don't bad talk your own guys. They won't play hard for you. Mm-hmm. Your like thoughts? He's got the most talented damn roster, and they suck. <laughs> your thoughts? Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero five four six eighty two hundred. Is it a problem? Are we clutching pearls this afternoon as we fall into the collective? Fan run fainting couch, or is this? We got uh, South Knoxville says, guys, the reason we're seeing this is plain and simple. It's because we're a nation that has turned its back on God. Suppose that's one possibility. Your thoughts? Five four six eighty two hundred. Stay with us. The drive continues. More fan run radio coming up. The drive. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell, Bear, Houston, Tucker, all cruising with you here on the Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Uh, Really excited to talk to Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves Radio Network coming up here in hour number two. If you missed it off the top, big announcement. Fan Run going to be carrying Braves games on the radio this year. A couple people are already asking. This will be radio broadcast only. MLB has strict streaming um, rights 
issues there. So this will be this will be radio only. So you'll be able to listen to thirteen forty here in Knoxville, one hundred five point seven FM as well, and uh, it will not impact the driver our other local shows. We're just going to be carrying the nighttime games and the weekend games. But very excited about that, and we'll talk about it with Joe Simpson, longtime Braves Radio Network broadcaster, coming up here in hour number two. Right now, we go to the busy, busy phone lines. Let's start with Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. How are you doing, David? What's up, Philly? That's the best thing this radio station's ever done, getting the Braves on. Really, the be- better yeah, than bringing like the it. better than bringing the drive to the station in 2017. I feel like that was a pretty I big 2015. I'd say yes. bringing Houston to the drive probably a close second. Okay, okay, that was pretty good. That was that was a pretty big acquisition in the transfer portal for us. Yeah, Houston was. But I'd say there's at least 60 percent of uh, fans in this area are Braves fans. Yeah, and. I yeah, mean, if not more. I mean, I think that's – if Knoxville had a team, it's the Braves. Well, and Houston and I were just talking, like, hopefully there are uh, – hopefully this helps our regular program. I'm, I'm hoping that there will be Braves fans who, who find the Braves games and then find us, and, and, you know, listen, and it helps grow our audience as well. But uh, so far it's been met with a lot of excitement online. Because apparently they have not been on the radio in Knoxville since no, they, the 90s, someone said? No, they, they've been on in uh, – W-L-I-L. Okay. A-M. Used to carry those games for a long time, but they have not carried them for a couple of years. Gotcha. Well, that Lenore City Station, that's yeah. the last one was around here. Yeah. I carried I, it. Yeah, I grew up listening to that, so. I'm, yeah, I remember I used to get my transistor radio out and hear uh, Hank Aaron and oh, Orlando wow. Cepeda and Rico, Rico Cardi and all that bunch. Wow. Way back in the day. Back in the day. So, y'all talking about the uh, – Schedules. I, I thought the referees holes to Florida last night. Yep. Several different ways it felt like. But they do have to go to Florida, and they'll, they'll get their they'll get what they deserve when they go down there. Alabama has to go down there. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. They're doing a quick two game turnaround, not back to back, but they've got, I think, two times and four or three games maybe. Well, I mean, let's let's see them lose at Rupp. Yeah. Let's see him lose to us, and let's see him lose at Florida. Uh, have their season fall apart on them. It's what they deserve. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to be just beat down there because yeah. they're going to get over call on, on top of everything. And uh, <laughs> Sears, is uh, he's probably battling the uh, connect for SEC player of the year. Oh, I, I He's mean, playing at a really high level, man. No doubt. I can't stand him but because he's Bama, but he's good. And now Kentucky, Kentucky is not probably don't even have a chance to win the league, and neither does Florida. So they're going to be the spoilers down the stretch here. Yeah, and I, I don't think they fall apart. You know, I, I think they will be up for Alabama on Saturday. I'm, I think they will be up when they come in here because they know that. I, I think they have some work to do to make the NCAA tournament, but they they probably will make it. And and they know, like we just talked about last segment, that. College basketball is a tournament sport, and as much as there's a lot of noise up there and fans are clamoring for Cal to step down and all this, that, and the other, if they go on a run, which they are plenty capable of. they got five NBA guys on that roster. If they go on a run in yeah. March, they, they will forget all that and people will be right back on board the Cal-Kentucky bandwagon. 
I agree, but they're they're over him. They're 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 like we were on Fulmer, same type thing. Oh wow! Greater right him out of town. Wow! Even though he's accomplished more than Fulmer has in his career. Yeah, they both won one Natty. Yeah, but how many times has Scott Perry been in the Final Four? About five or six times. Yeah, but I feel like three or four of those have been expunged from the records. <laughs> Well, I don't care. I, I'd take one right now if we didn't expunge. I bet Michigan will take that one they had expunged. Sure. Sure. It's Just like what? I, hey. I love Rick Bettino because y'all don't like him. He's the greatest coach in SEC history. You, you, li- Kentucky, hold on. you, you like him because we don't like him? Who, who, who said we don't like him? You did. You're just cutting him down. Saying he shouldn't. Talk bad by his player. Rick Barnes talks to his players like that uh, in the press after they lose. He blames them instead. He don't blame himself for a loss. Never has. I, I've never heard Rick Barnes say we bleeping suck after a game. Correct me if well, I'm he wrong. He says it not nicely. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Well, that's the point, oh. Phil. That's what we're talking about. Well, Rick Patino's from up there in that t- country up there. Ain't you? Uh, in the third world up there in New York City, isn't he? That's where he's from, isn't it? <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I took some heat on the show a couple of weeks ago when I said I kind of like Calipari. And I, I, I kind of like Patino, too. As as coaches, as people, they're, uh, you know, I think they've got some morality issues, but they're playing in a sport that has historically had morality issues. So, I mean, what can you can you really say about it? But as, as coaches, I mean, there's no doubt both of those guys are all-time greats. Well, I mean, St. John's would be a 500 team. They're just a little above 500. I guarantee you, this time next year, they'll be on. They'll be on about probably be in the NCAA tournament. I think that's kind of cool too. Not, again, not that I'm pulling for Patino personally, but St. John's, you know, used to mean something yep, yep. in the in the 80s when Lou Carnesecca was there in the old Big East and all that. And I, I kind of would like to see that brand get resurrected. And look at Georgetown, how bad they are now. Yeah, I was watching a video, I guess, of their game last night. One of the news anchors was filming the arena before the game. Not how many, good. How many people were in there? Dozens were in attendance, <laughs> Bear. Why Why did that guy – That that's Ed Cooley from Providence. He, he had been at Providence forever, right, and been to a bunch of NCAA tournaments. Why would you leave where you had been to a ton of NCAA tournaments? Why would you leave there to go to – Georgetown. I mean, I feel like that was, and you look at Providence. Job. You look at a museum job. Exactly, Bear. That's a great word for it. And uh, you look at what Kim English has done at like he's just Providence is a better job than Georgetown. I don't know why he made that move. Is English uh, on the bubble of fancy possible NCAA? I know they had a bad injury on their. I think a Hobson guy got hurt. And he was their best player, but I don't know what they're how they're looking on the tournament. Pull that up. I know for the you. tickets there. Tickets. He's not a bad looking player. Yeah, they're eighteen and nine, nine and seven in the Big East. So I'd say they they are right there on the bubble. Well, I'm, congratulations about the Braves, and uh, I can't complain to you about y'all doing that. That's a, a great endeavor for your uh, organization over there. And it is Philly. And it yeah. is. Come on, man. What? <laughs> Come on. Real rough. Huh? 
Speak up a little bit, Bear. I can't hear you. I can't hear you over the chop. The horns aren't going right now. If you got something to say, say it now. Say it now before the horns start up again. I mean, you're infantile. Huh? Infantile. I'm sorry, the horns are about to start to get here. Okay, hold on. We'll let you talk here in a second, buddy. Sit tight. I think he said he wants to hear this infinitely. Ah! Ah! That makes a lot of sense. There's a great sports chant. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200. Hucker Tarlin has the top four at four coming up here in just a moment. Old Huck. Uh, real quick, Providence currently on the first four out, according to Joe Lenardi. Uh, St. John's on the next four out. Ooh. Where are the SMU Mustangs right now? <laughs> Why on earth would you want to know that, Bear? Because I'm a big supporter of Rob Lanier. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Coach Lanier is a great I know guy. it's not a honest Friday, but come on, man. Come on. It's a truthful Thursday. I'm telling you the truth. I, I keep my keep my. You don't give a damn about Barnes Rob Lanier. Getting any younger, buddy. Lanier's you don't give a damn here. about Rob Lanier. You just want to know if your boy B.J. Edwards is going to get a chance to dance. Where are they at, Chris? <clears throat> I am uh, not seeing them. Currently, not in the buys, ins, or outs. So I guess that would make them 19 and 7, 10 and 3. Stay with us. Hour number two of the drive coming up. The drive. Motors here for the ride, elbow grease, and a whole lot.